From the BYU Radio Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today's show features the BYU Saxophone Quartet. The BYU School of Music sponsors several performance ensembles, from choirs and orchestras to smaller ensembles. Today, in fact, we're featuring an ensemble of four in the Saxophone Quartet. The members of the quartet and their instruments are Emily Brown, soprano sax, Tyler Gardner, alto, Keith Fenton, tenor sax, and Parker Robinson, baritone sax. The history of the saxophone is pretty interesting. It seems like it may have been invented out of frustration by a flute and clarinet player by the name of Adolf Sax, who wanted something a bit louder. He was Belgian, working in Paris. He even, for 20 years, had a patent on the saxophone from 1846. 20 years later, it expired, and then everybody started to make it the way they wanted it, working out the fingerings and the range. Dr. Kurt Seville of the BYU School of Music coaches the quartet. He's a professor of music and associate director of bands here on campus. We'll start right off with music, a piece by American composer Daniel Dorff. Born in 1956 in New York, still composing today, one reviewer said of this first number, called Fast Walk, this short, upbeat piece makes a terrific opener for a concert, and that's exactly what we'll use it for. Here is Daniel Dorff's Fast Walk. That's Fast Walk by Daniel Dorff, performed live by the BYU Saxophone Quartet. 
I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Next, we're going to hear from soprano saxophone player Emily Brown. And Emily, I was wondering, uh, when did you first start on the saxophone? Was that your first instrument? Yeah, the saxophone was my first instrument. I was in the fifth grade. Um, I didn't want to play an orchestra anymore. I hated the violin compared to band. I thought it sounded so cool to be in band, so picked up the saxophone. Which horn did you start on? Alto. And when did you first know there was such a thing as the soprano sax? Soprano? That took me forever. I didn't really realize that, I think, until high school, believe it or not. Um, I think I saw someone playing it, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, so... That's cool. <laughs> this is an audition ensemble. Everybody has to audition to be in it, uh, eat, eat, whether, whether it's by year or by semester. And so it's a changing cast. But I understand from uh, Dr. Seville uh, that your coach that you guys have gelled really well. But I hear that you play together every day in other ensemble. Yeah, we play together in the BYU Wind Symphony. Uh, we have a really good time. Um, yeah, this is one of the best quartets I've ever been a part of. Actually, I think it's the best I've been a part of. Um, yeah, I think playing together every day brings us close, and so we know each other's personalities. We're all friends outside of school. And then when we play together, we're just so used to playing that um, we play in tune and we have fun. So. When you're in the Wind Symphony, does Wind Symphony music use all four of these instruments? Yeah, most of the time. Sometimes I'm on alto. But I played a lot of soprano and wind symphony uh, this year. And so does everyone ask you to play Kenny G tunes when they see you have? <laughs> not in wind symphony, but people <laughs> ask me, and I'm like, no, this is not cool. I don't like Kenny G. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll let you take your place here. We're going to do something that I'm very excited about. We're going to hear an entire four-movement work. We're going to break up the movements by speaking with each of the members of the quartet. And this is the New York Suite by Paquito de Rivera. Uh, he was the son of a famous Cuban musician, Tito de Rivera, and moved to the States. The first movement of this New York Suite is called Sofia. Thank you. 
Live music on Highway 89, the BYU Saxophone Quartet performing the first movement of Paquito de Rivera's uh, New York Suite. That's Sofia, as in capital of Bulgaria. Tyler Lee Gardner is alto sax player, majoring in music composition, minoring in visual art. Nice vibrato on that solo section there. Thank Something you. about the alto sax and that lonely vibrato. I don't know if the instrument feels lonely to you. 
Does it? Or what does the voice of the alto sound it like felt to you? only in that part, yeah, because I was playing all by myself. So. Okay, I, I should not have gone so deep. Okay. Uh, you've chosen to study two artistic fields. Uh, you are in music composition and minoring in visual art. And do those compete with each other for your, for your creative juices, or do they complement each other? No, there is a new uh, um, type of composition where people... Uh, stick visual arts along with their musical compositions. That's not my plan. Uh, my plan is to uh, do graphic design on the side because I've had success with that in the past because music composition, you know, it's not the the best paying job. So it's it's my backup. And tell me about writing for video games. Writing for video games. Um, well, here's what I want to know. Uh, <laughs> there's music for a film score and a lot of video games have a score like that, but you can't score it the same way because there's no defined time like in a movie. Who knows how long someone will spend on some level or in some room or castle in a in a video game. How do you deal with that? Um, there are a lot of different techniques. Um, what a lot of people do is they layer upon the song. So they'll have one song and it has three different versions. So it'll intensify at different parts. And then you have to master making a very interesting song that can capture the audience but doesn't in, get in too boring it because it repeats over and over. It will repeat over and over. So sometimes I'll listen to a soundtrack and it's just like, I'm tired of this song. But you can tell when it's a good composer because they, they, they've taken the time to make this song that's entertaining every single time that you listen to it. The piece we just heard, the New York Suite, were you familiar with it at all before you started learning it? No, I was not. So what do you like about that piece? Uh, specifically that movement uh -huh. or the whole piece? Of the whole thing. Of the whole thing. Um, the whole piece has a... It's just very unique. There's a lot of different parts that are abstract compared to what we're used to hearing. Um, a, a lot of modern music composition it takes those weird parts and that's all it is. But this this has done it in a very nice way that most people can relate they can listen to it and enjoy it because it has that tonality what people like to hear against those crazy little moments of modernism <laughs> okay tyler lee gardner alto sax player thank you very much we're going to continue hearing this new york suite uh, next we're going to hear the second movement and this is called simply waltz performed here by the byu saxophone quartet
From the New York Suite by Paquito de Rivera, we heard the second movement, that's Waltz. That In our quartet today, just a reminder, Emily Brown is soprano saxophone player, Tyler Gardner, alto, Keith Fenton, tenor sax, Parker Robinson, baritone sax. And the coach of this ensemble is Dr. Kurt Seville, a professor of music here at BYU. Thank you for coming in today and bringing this great quartet. It's my great pleasure. When people arrive in a music program like this, an established music program, they've come often from being among the best players in wherever they are, and then they arrive in this big pool. And is that hard for people to, to adjust to suddenly being maybe not the best player they know? Suddenly, from the big fish in the pond, they're now a small fish in a bigger pond. Uh-huh. But they keep swimming, it seems yes, like. Yes, and some of them, like these people right here, swim right to the top. Uh, tell me what you need to do to audition for a group like this. Well, they, there's an audition process at the beginning of each semester, actually, where they have to perform uh, excerpts, where they have to, so we can compare one student to the next. Exactly, they all play the same thing, and uh, they all go through that audition process. Does everybody who participates have to be uh, in a major that connects some way to the music program? Yes, these are all music majors, so they are all connected in, in that way. So a group like this, besides doing a radio show like today, where will they get a chance to perform? We give a recital every semester, and they've also had a chance to go out and do a performance at one of the uh, charter schools. Well, we appreciate very much you bringing the group in. It must be interesting to, to have to go year by year singing, seeing <laughs> who's coming into the team. It's sort of like a, a basketball team, I guess. Somebody's always graduating. and Someone always new is coming up, and sometimes it's a whole new quartet. Sometimes it's a couple of the people that we've had in the past, but always it's a new experience. Dr. Kurt Seville, thank you very much for coming in with the group today. Let's continue with the New York Suite. Paquito de Rivera will now listen to the third movement performed by the BYU Saxophone Quartet. This is Monk Tuno.
our way through Paquito de Rivera's New York Suite. We just heard the third movement, Monk Tuno, performed by the BYU Saxophone Quartet. Keith Fenton is the tenor sax player. Keith, thank you for coming in. Thank you. And uh, did you ever have a, like a tenor sax hero? Are there people that you, th you think are just great players? <clears throat> well, actually, the guy who got me onto tenor, uh, I was back east, uh, saw this variety show, and there's this old man. He must have been like in his you know 80s or something. He came out, played uh, yakety sax. And I was like, that's me. I'm going to do that. Uh, we're going to do this. I still haven't played it. <laughs> but, it's uh, still on your list. It's there. <laughs> to, to, to me, uh, personally, the tenor sax always sounds like it has a little bit of swagger. Like it knows it's cool. Oh yeah. We're cool. We know okay. we're cool. We know well, it. you answered my next question, <laughs> which was about the player connected to the <laughs> instrument. <laughs> it, uh, is that the first instrument you played? Uh, no, I actually started on piano when I was about nine. Uh -huh. Um, then I moved to sax and a few other things here and there, and it's a lot of fun. Probably been in your share of jazz bands, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you guys play in this ensemble, and then you play in the Wind Symphony as well. How different is the technique? How different is what you play in those two ensembles? There's a little bit of difference. Um, like, here we're all um, dependent on one another. Um, we're in the wind, the wind Symphony, you know, we have uh, Dr. Peterson's there conducting us, and and here we're very close. It's very small and uh, very intimate sound. And so it's playing is similar, but also different, I guess. Well, nobody comes through on your part if you uh, <laughs> if you're not there exactly. playing. Exactly, you have it. to be there. Well, we read that uh, you were recently engaged. Congratulations! Yeah, and we heard that may have been helped along by the fact that you're into baking. <laughs> It, well, it uh, it didn't hurt, that's for sure. <laughs> so we, we read that you're into exploring the food of Utah, and this this was a big question mark. The stereotypical food of Utah is green jello. Yeah, uh, no, So what are no. the foods of Utah you've discovered? Oh, you know, I love going up to Salt Lake, uh, exploring the bakeries up there. There's some really great bakeries, uh, really great restaurants. Um, I love food, so I just, you know, save up some money, go up, spend it all on food, and enjoy myself. So what's your specialty when you're baking and want someone to get engaged to you? Um, bread. Okay. If you can make, yeah, I've, you know, uh, bread. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I got. <laughs> that's the basic, the basic thing. All right. Thank you very thank much. You. We're going to hear the fourth movement, the final movement of the New York Suite by Paquito de Rivera. This fourth movement is called Escape to Dreamland, performed here by the BYU Saxophone Quartet.
Escape to Dreamland, the fourth and final movement of the New York Suite by Paquito de Rivera, performed live on Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. So we heard from the soprano, the alto, the tenor, which means next is not the bass. <laughs> no. The baritone. Parker Robinson, baritone saxophone player. Is there a bass saxophone? There is. Is it too big to carry? No, actually. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit bigger. They actually have a bass saxophone and then a contrabass saxophone. Oh, my goodness. And they even have a sub-contrabass saxophone. And those are, you know, six feet tall and a huge harness. And you definitely can't carry those. Who? What would that play on? That sounds like it's meant to shake foundations of buildings. Exactly. It plays really low. You can't really differentiate between tone. It must be so satisfying to play those low notes. <laughs> yeah. They're just so big and just so powerful. Yeah. How, how much air does this take compared to the other horns? Do you know? Have you compared? Uh, yeah. I do have a foundation playing alto, and I switched uh -huh. to Barry, you know, when I was in junior high age, I think. And once I was there, I kind of stuck. I didn't want to really play anything else. But, yeah, you know, bigger mouthpiece, bigger horn requires a little bit more air. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a significant amount more, but, you know. A little, a little extra nudge. What a fun sound. Now, you are, uh, I hear that, among other things, you're a big Star Wars and movie nerd. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's, I'm, I'm going to test your fine knowledge here, okay? In the cantina scene in Star Wars, that instrument, what is that instrument they're playing that looks almost like a reed? Oh, well, it's interesting. The instrument they're playing in the movie isn't actually a real instrument. It was made up yeah, for the movie. Yeah. But the instrumentation for that piece is a saxophone quartet with a clarinet as well. Okay, so. well, you can't be beat. We can't stump you, yeah. all right? <laughs> now, I hear that you are majoring uh, in commercial music. Yeah, that's a new major they just started, I believe, this this year. And there was a time through the 80s when there was saxophone on everything. <laughs> I mean, I remember first hearing Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street with that incredible sax riff right. and just thinking, oh, that's the best thing ever written. But right. do you remember when you first heard saxophone music and you thought, this is what I want to do? Yeah, um... I, I In my house, there was always music going on. My dad played clarinet and saxophone. My mom played flute. He was big into Tower of Power and Earth, Wind and & Fire. So those were the kind of the two staples of my house amongst, you know, James Brown and a bunch of other bands. And, and in Tower of Power especially, you know, you've got Doc Kupka playing Barry, and, and that was the first time really that I got fueled about music and kind of decided I wanted to play saxophone. And So how about commercial music today? Do you see saxophone being used very much? Well, absolutely. Um, every kind of media has consumable audio, you know. there's there's And, and the commercial music major um, is a way of training people to be good in, you know, kind of all facets of producing, engineering, recording. And so as a saxophone player, I get a unique opportunity to be able to perform and also be a part of the production process. That's great. Parker Robinson, baritone saxophone player. We are going to head out with a really famous piece. We opened with a famous opener. Now we're going to do a favorite encore piece from the New Century Saxophone Quartet. This was written back in the 1920s, what you might call the golden age of saxophone. It's called Piggly Wiggle, nothing to do with the, the grocery store chain. And it was made famous by a then well-known vaudeville act called the Six Brown Brothers, all playing saxophone. Here is Piggly Wiggle played by the BYU Saxophone Quartet.
Piggly Wiggle performed live on Highway 89. What a great encore number, a great way to go out. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. That ends this hour of music. Our guests today have been the musicians of the BYU Saxophone Quartet, Emily Brown, soprano sax, alto sax, Tyler Gardner, Parker Robinson, uh, the Barry sax, and Keith Fenton, tenor sax. Dr. Kurt Seville of the BYU School of Music coaches the quartet. Thanks to him for arranging today's performance, and thanks to each of the musicians for being here. We welcome your comments and questions about the show. To contact us, simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite and the show's producer, Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.